hi everybody. So welcome to Digital Detox Secrets. This is the second time today that I'm going live and interviewing about the um, challenges of work-life balance in this digital world. And we have Virginia as our guest. Hey, Virginia. Hi, Lisa. This is really exciting to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for being here with us and sharing. So Virginia and I both work in the same space. We're both um, in the digital marketing, social media, SEO, internet marketing space, and both moms. Um, but Virginia is a millennial mom and also is working for a company that is located on the East Coast, and she's on the West Coast in California. So there's all these challenges happening. So we're just wondering, how do you do it, Virginia? <laughs> what's, well, what's, what's your life like? Uh, yeah, it's, it's really kind of funny being invited to talk about digital detox secrets because um, I think I'm just like everybody else trying to figure it out. Um, and certainly, you know, I, I have a couple of tricks that help me create work-life balance. Um, but uh, in general, I'm, uh, I'm not going to say like I'm an expert or anything. And I do love the programs that you're putting together. Uh, I think that sharing our stories and um, what we're doing is really helpful for like the whole collective um, to, to learn from. So, yeah, we're all learning from each other. And I was interviewing somebody a couple weeks ago that is, um, you know, works full time as a mom and in the fashion industry, PR industry. And, you know, she was saying how her and her husband, their digital detoxes, they watch Netflix just to turn off. So it's like using digital to get away from digital. Yeah, there's de definitely some of that. <laughs> um, but like to your question of like, what is it like? I think that there, since we are such a global world, um, the fact that my company is on the East Coast, I, I definitely um, start the day off really early. And um, and then you don't want to like put it down, you know, even though maybe you put in an eight hour or nine hour day um, because that's only like 430 here in California. So you just keep going and um, days get really long when you're remote and you're, you know, by yourself and um, you can just kind of get into the groove. Um, and and yet still I'm here and I'm not looking my, my mind isn't looking for like tips and tricks to help me get more work-life balance. Like I really have to fight for that. Instead, I'm like, how can you be more productive? And um, I think maybe because of that digital native status where we're just always online, um, it takes a little more effort to remember to turn it off sometimes. Yeah, it's almost like there really isn't an off button. I mean, you have to kind of just find a halfway off button or some, you know, when somebody else isn't, you know, maybe figure out like the schedules, like if somebody else is, you know, let's say somebody that you're working with is, you know, you know that they're tied up and they're in a meeting, that's maybe when you can take your downtime and, you know, you know when they need you that you need to be, no matter what time it is, you pretty much need to be available. Right, it's like, you know, yeah, I think that you have to figure out like your own flexible schedule and, and how it works for you. So I know that like I will be putting in long days. So then I have to like give myself the um, space to say, okay, I can have like a, sh you know, a shorter day and run some errands today. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think also it's important that you have like the expectations are mutual. So how do you how do you know when they are? Like how do you know when the person on the other end on the other side of you know the country or wherever is oh is on the same page with you because they might be on a different schedule. How do you how does that work? Totally. It is it is, I think, important as long as everybody's needs are getting met and that kind of thing. So really good feedback and working with people that communicate well. Um liking what you do, um, staying in touch with all of the digital tools that we have. These are the kinds of things that every day I'm I'm using to make sure that I'm like meeting expectations and hitting goals and and communicating well. Yeah, I think also that made me think of, you know, when you if you're communicating well and you're just letting somebody know, you know, if somebody's like, oh, I'll get the, you know, I'll get that for you right away. If you don't really need it right away, just to have the courtesy of being like, look, I just need that in a couple of days. So you don't have to True. stay up late tonight to do it or wake up early to do it because it's it's almost like everybody has this sense of urgency. So if you don't define when you need something, everything's at your fingertips, whether you can do it on your phone, your iPad, your laptop, anywhere, you can do it anywhere. And so it's, it's so like true. everybody expects just this immediate gratification. Yeah, we should do each other the courtesy of saying like what the timelines are and and if um, something's pressing or if it can have take some time. Yeah. So what is it like being a millennial when you're you're you've basically grown up right a digital native for the most part and now you have your mom and is your daughter four now? Yeah, she just turned four. Believe <laughs> it. For remembering. Oh. So what do you, like, how does that feel? Like, what is it like to, to be? Um, well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, who thinks of themselves as a millennial? And in fact, that's probably one of the traits of the millennials is they like, don't like labels, <laughs> like yeah, don't yeah. want to be called millennials. Um, so, but, to, but still, I think I have an advantage to the fact that like, you know, growing up in school, we had computers in the school, we had typing classes. And so, um, that's all just, you know, second nature to me. Um, and even more so for somebody like my daughter. So there's this, obviously there's this conversation happening in our, our society of like how much t is too much screen time for uh, children. Um, and I think that like everything, I'm pretty much a moderate, like I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I, I, I'm not extreme. I, I know parents. And, and the thing is like, I respect whatever you're, um, situation or or what you've decided to do for your kids but for me um, I think that there's value in screen time um, I think that my daughter learned a lot of things from programs that were educational or singing songs and um, she just really gets a lot of joy out of like kind of singing along to things um, on her YouTube kids channel. Um, but, but yeah, there's still got to be limits. And so I try to keep that balance for her where she still gets time with Play-Doh or like in the sandbox, you know, we can go out on hikes and, and make, make just like a full experience of life for, for a child. Yeah. And I'm, I can really relate to that because Kennedy, my daughter, so she, 
she's pretty much grown up on digital. I mean, for the most part, and I thought nothing, I thought it was just a blessing to be able to like have an iPad and give her something and have all these, this, you know, not just entertainment, but like you were saying, like learning experiences that you couldn't, weren't even available, you know, at all before Totally. all these apps that you can learn languages, you can practice your reading, you can practice your writing. I mean, it, it's across the board. So for me, I felt like, and I still feel like for the most part, it's, I mean, it's, it's a blessing and also it's a curse because then my daughter turned, Kennedy turned 13 and 14 and all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, this is too much screen time. Wait a second, you much. can't do that. Wait a second, this is not allowed. And it's hard to, because when you've been like here um, in a positive way and then try to take it away and they're also in you know digital culture shock too because that's their world. Right, and I liked the experiment that you did last year experiment parenting experiment but like you know having to like say Kennedy let's try you know some no screen time here and and forcing ourselves even our own selves you know when we need to force ourselves to unplug for a week get get off the grid a little bit it's the same thing and for our kids we kind of have to like enforce it on them um, but um, isn't it the hard stuff that we learn from so yeah. yeah, it's it's hard. And we're the first ones kind of going through this and learning. We don't have anybody to go back and say, okay, this is what happened 10 years ago. And this is what you should do. It's everybody's mm-hmm. kind of just learning as they go when it comes to parenting and um, in the digital world. And I think that things are starting to become more aware than they were even last summer, you know, just with teens and parents and, you know, putting limits on and there's apps now that help with the limits. So I think that, yeah eventually it's going to be, a, it'll get more balanced each year, it seems like, because everybody's realizing the negative effects it could have. Totally, totally. We're smart. We adapt, you know, we see <laughs> when we've kind of gone a little too far over here. And luckily, it's never too late to just like learn from it and adjust. Yeah. And isn't it funny that it's apps that are like the saving solution? Right. For yeah, digital our- is saving digital. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of apps, what are some of your favorite apps? Um, I think that everyone will probably um, be with me on some of these favorite apps of mine that I use most often, but like Starbucks has probably got to be right up there on the list. Um, And um, like Lyft. Um, I think it's really cool that we can pay our friends and our bills online, you know, now, but something like Venmo makes it super convenient. Like I never have like cash and I never get checks anymore. Yeah. Um, and Amazon is probably up there too. Yeah. And buying things easy. with a click is really easy. So those are some of my favorites too. So um, yeah. And Starbucks is actually kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah. yeah it makes, makes it like you're not even spending money. No, I know. Totally. It's it was when you get the auto, you know, reload and notifications of double star days, it's just like out of control. But I think they're genius. Like I, I, um, I don't fault them for it. And they make my life easier. And um, ever since like mobile ordering is a thing, like I think that they're the gold standard for ordering on your phone. You know, if anybody, it's too bad, like, we don't all just like other businesses don't just copy Starbucks apps. They have to make it a little bit different or that kind of thing. But the rewards program and everything is perfect. 
It is perfect. So I'm working remote for the month of July from Anna Marie Island. And the one thing about where I am is that there's no commercial type of places like wow. Starbucks. So you have to actually like leave the island to, to do anything like that. <laughs> so I've missed it, but I haven't because I've saved a lot of money. Yes. <laughs> um, but I actually had my first Starbucks last night for the first time in over a month. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. I, <laughs> I, I think I might be ready to go back to city life. <laughs> one yeah, more week. One more week. And then you'll enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. So there was some studies about millennials. And I mean, I kind of feel like even though I'm not a millennial, I'm like part of this group of like, you know, just becoming more focused on health and wellness than ever and very picky on brands, you know, going for the smaller, more authentic type of brands versus, you know, the mainstream ones. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, yesterday or even maybe it's today and yesterday is Amazon Prime Day, right? And so there's this whole conversation around um, does it, you know, is our reliance on Amazon taking away from small businesses? And um, and that's a dialogue that I've been following um, because um, I would probably be the person to just order everything on Amazon, but then you have to think of like the larger impact of your choices. Um, and so as long as we all just understand where everybody's coming from so that we can have a like supportive and like fruitful discourse then you know then i know that my journey isn't going to be just like um extreme or like looked down on and um but yeah i think that health and wellness is very very important and i'm glad that there are a lot of options out there to kind of add um more you know, like work-life balance, um, more nutrition and awareness around that. And exercise has just become like a really important part of the conversation. And, um, you know, I think it probably five or 10 years ago, not everybody was so focused on keeping their body healthy, but now it's just like a given that like, if you want to have good quality of life and, um, and be at peak performance for your mental life, for your family that you're, you know, helping to support and for your um, work performance, too. You just got to take care of, of your your person as a whole. Yeah. And I, and I think as employers and, you know, collaborating, whether it's with freelancers or, you know, you're whoever you're working with, like everybody supports that for the totally. most part, like, you know, oh, go take time out to do this and come back because you're going to be better if you than if you just sit there and burn out all day and not move. Like, I mean, there's points where working over the past three weeks, I'll be, because I, I, I really have the time to like just do a lot of the things I can't do when my daughter's in school or when I'm, you know, living in my normal work environment where now I do, I could just like get all this stuff done. But all of a sudden I realize, okay, I haven't stood up in two hours. Like I haven't moved yeah. at all. And, you know, it's, I don't think that people were as um, aware of that a couple of years ago. No. And <laughs> thank God. I think that's one of the things that digital has brought us to is that we can all hear more loudly. It's like, you know, it's like a um, pros and cons of everything. Like maybe on the one hand, we're creating an 
echo chamber for ourselves. But on the other hand, like the really important ideas are bubbling to the surface. So we have a question um, asking, how do you make it a priority to work out with a full-time job and a daughter and a family? Um, it sounds like you're in my head and you probably are dealing with the exact same thing. Um, but it's, it's a journey. I'll just say that again. And yesterday what I did is I marked out some time on my calendar um, for both today and tomorrow. I think that if I can get a good like planned workout in twice a week, then I'm in a good place. And then, you know, one other like active time, just, you know, take a walk, take a hike. That's, that's going to find its way into my life, but will help. Um, also having people that you work out with is another way to kind of help yourself. Cause then it's like an activity and you're like, um, doing more things at once, you know, um, seeing friends and then also getting your workout in. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it helps too. Like, so now you're working remote before you were working in an office where maybe everybody would do stuff or kind of motivate each other. It's harder when you're working remote because you don't really have anybody to be like, oh, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that all yeah. day long? Totally. So is. When do you fit out, fit in your, your workouts? Is it, yeah, you drop your daughter off at school and then do something or is it at the end of the day when? It's, I started my current job uh, just about two months ago. And since then, before that I was in an office. And so I knew it would always be like in the middle of the day, I would, um, get away for an hour and then, um, that would be like two times a week. It was pretty consistent. And so I'm still finding my footing at this new job, uh, when my time is gonna, uh, be available for that. Um, so I tried a yoga studio up the street. I tried like a lunch hour kind of yoga there um, a couple of times. But right now I'm looking at like four o'clock because then it's seven o'clock East Coast time. And most people have shut down for the day. And um, that might be a good time where I can, you know, get the endorphins going and then still come back and like wrap things up before, you know, after dinner and that kind of thing. So it's finding that sweet spot when nobody misses you and you can kind of sneak away or they miss you the least amount and it's going to be the least impact. Yeah, that's currently what I'm doing. But I don't, you know, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's how it is for, I mean, that's how it is for me too. I mean, it's hard for me to say, oh, hey, I'm going to go to yoga at like seven o'clock at night when everybody's like, what's for dinner, you know? Yeah. Um, when do you work out? Like, is that a, like a morning habit I, for you or? Yeah, I try to fit it into like how you did, like put it on my calendar. So a lot of times I'll um, like try to go at lunchtime. Like there's yoga classes. I have a downtown office during the normal um, normal time of the year, and it's five minutes from my five five minutes from my office. But where I live, everything is about a half hour away. So I try to do it when I'm closest, so that I I'm not driving back and forth, you know, and wasting time yeah. driving when I'm like. If I'm so close to something, I try to just do it. Plan other things around. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm dropping off Kennedy at school, I might go to a yoga class that's very close to her school because it's not very close to my house or something like that. So I try to work it in as working into my schedule like that. So I'm not wasting time driving because I waste a lot of time driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so We're like kind of efficiency machines. We really, I, well, I think that we both at least talk, like think in terms of like, what's, 
what's going to create, like, I'm going to get the most stuff done and um, get the full, you know, richness and not waste time driving and that kind of thing. So. That's a great way to describe it. That's how, totally how I am. I'm just like trying to always figure out like how to do things in the most efficient way. So I'm not just right. wasting time, you know, whether right. it's driving or, you know, if I'm having, I'd rather have calls that are close together than hours apart so that I'm not, I can just, you know, have all those calls done at once and then move on to something else at once. Right. And so um, do you ever like listen to like books in the car or, or have calls in the car? Like that drive time, I think somebody, um, I'm in LA, so there's a lot of time you spend in the car and it's like, how can I make productive use of my time in the car? That's just another one of those efficiency hacks. Yeah, actually you gave me that idea of listening to, um, I think you said you listen to podcasts or books on, mm -hmm. on Audible. Yep. And I started doing that a little bit and I also started to make the most out of calls, like who can I call? But um, I'm like, I was try I was driving like two or three hours a day, and it was like really early in the morning when nobody really wanted to talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, between like six thirty and seven thirty a.m. So oh, there's only a certain amount of people I can call. Like my mom got sick of talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I try to do that too. But nobody really talks on the phone anymore. If you think about yeah. it, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's I mean, true. you don't really call people unannounced anymore. You you know, unless it's your family. And even they put it to voicemail. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody talks. I mean, about it's them. like tech, you know, you call somebody and they text you back or type of thing. So yeah, guilty. <laughs> yeah, so it's. I mean, it's you know, it's but that's just I do the same thing, you know. Right. Oh, so like to that point, um, the app that I've been using that uh, kind of like fills that role of like it's like FaceTime, but. Um, but it's like on my schedule and on demand for me is Marco Polo. Um, I have a couple of friends that I use Marco Polo with and um, I can just leave a little like video. And so seeing their videos and seeing what they're doing, but I can like watch it when it's convenient for me and then they can do oh, I I can send that. a response at the same time. Okay, I have, to, I have to check that out. It's called Marco Polo. I think I've Marco heard of it. Polo. Yeah, it, I think I was listening to um, one of these um, interviews you were doing with um, Cameron. That's where uh, I heard of it. Okay. Yeah, he mentioned it as well. I was like, oh, yeah, I use it. It's super helpful for me. Oh, I'm going to definitely check it out. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So what about any products? Like, I mean, one of the things that I just discovered was this, I don't know if you've heard of it, Harvest Daily, where you can, it's like a subscription-based, where you can get five smoothies smoothie bowls a week sent to you and you, you just like it I haven't tried it yet but I'm okay I'm going to but I'm I get a little bit I have to be careful with those subscription based things because oh I, God, I love them yeah I love <laughs> them, but then like if I don't end up using sure. them then all of a sudden you're getting these reoccurring charges yeah you have to manage them too for sure yeah, but I definitely love them so I just I just discovered the harvest daily and there's a couple other similar ones that I really love and just things that make your life easier that are healthy. I subscribe to Blue Apron. Um, and ever since I started doing that, well, I, I did it because I thought a few more, a few less trips to the grocery store and a few, uh, some opening up some space in my head where I don't have to think about what's for dinner is huge for me. And I would recommend any working mom do that because um, the food is generally pretty good. I, 
my husband's really picky, but probably more than half of them he likes. So, you know, the other half, he'll just deal with it. It's like chicken or something. And he's like, I don't like chicken, but okay. You can pick the recipes that you get too. So that's useful. Yeah, I actually, I used Blue Apron for about a year. The only reason I stopped using it is because we were kind of had this weird schedule. So it would come, it was hard for me to, yeah. maybe they changed it like to exactly like put it off for a few yeah. days or, but I absolutely love, I think like you're exactly right. Like you didn't have to think, you just had everything like right there and you know, for me, I actually like cooking. I just don't like the event of going, you know, having to go grocery shopping, yeah. some of the like deciding what to make, but to have it decided for okay. you and like hand it to you is perfect. I also have been 100%. using Instacart for grocery, have the groceries delivered, which is a huge, I think it saves time and also money because you spend less. You just have your grocery list, you send it in and you get it delivered. And it's a little bit of a fee to have it delivered, but it's not enough to like not do it. Okay. I'm going to do that. I've had um, a couple times where I've put some stuff in my cart, but I was like discouraged by like what the delivery windows were. I think it it's helpful if you're planning ahead, but if you need something right now, like you can't get it. True. Like. Yeah, that's so true. If you can do it, like even like scheduled for like Saturday morning, you know, do it Friday night or something. But once you do it once, if you do it for the things that are just the, the biggest pain to, to get and bring in like toilet paper and paper towels and bottled water which I'm trying to buy less of bottled water but like wine or like heavy things that are just right. like you're constantly you know are going to be on your list milk cream you know coffee it's just a no-brainer like you can just yeah. get everything that you always order delivered and then the stuff that you need that's like a one-off you can just run in and get or that's a major efficiency hack that's the kind yeah. of stuff that I love yeah it's huge it's huge for me so okay well we're actually almost to um for 30 or 30 minutes but wow. Virginia any oh wait we have a couple other questions um oh. what are your favorite podcasts slash audiobooks awesome um right so I listened to a few different podcasts that um probably are super popular and you've heard of but um you know Tim Ferriss gets on a lot of cool guests um and also the minimalist podcast kind of helped me for a little bit like um along with the digital buildup that we get i think that um our consumer culture also gets a lot of like just stuff build up so personally i need to really help myself and like like consciously like clear out some of the like stuff that builds up like in my closet or or um you know in my pantry and just like be okay with throwing stuff out um and or, you know, or giving it to Goodwill or however you want to handle that. But um, the minimalist podcasts kind oh, of is like encouraging in that sense. I need that. You know, speaking of minimalist and all that, getting rid of stuff. So one of my favorite apps that I just remembered is um, Poshmark. Poshmark. So I, I started just cleaning out like every two or three months. If I don't like love something and wear it, I just list it. And that's awesome. husband and Don, the same thing, like in Kennedy, I just take their stuff and I list it and sell it. Really? I haven't <laughs> I done it yet. I've, I'm on it to like shop, but <laughs> I haven't sold anything yet. Well, what's really fun is that you can just earn money to shop. So you just like get money in your account, like your Venmo, and then just, you can just then shop. I never actually take it out of Poshmark. I just, I bought amazing stuff from, from, you know, from different sources. And it's almost like you have your own little boutique. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, I haven't been that active while I'm here because I don't have like everything that I've listed physically here with me. So if somebody orders something, I have to coordinate. Yeah, how would you do that? Because you get a bad review if you don't do it right away. Okay, all right. <laughs> but I highly recommend that for when you're cleaning out your closets and trying to get rid of stuff and you can package stuff in bundles. It's awesome. Fantastic. Thank you for the tip. Any other podcasts? Oh, yeah. And then probably I would say because um, I I would love podcast recommendations, by the way. So if you know any and you want to share, um, um, hit me up on like Twitter or LinkedIn um, or Facebook. But um, the other one that I, I've added to my list to kind of mix things up, I really like the New Yorker fiction podcast. Um, and I think that a lot of the like nonfiction stuff, we come across a lot now. So, you know, what whatever you're reading, you're learning stuff that you can like put into really actionable um, effect in your life. But um, as a writer and a marketer, um, hearing the storytelling of fiction writers helps me kind of like broaden my, my perspective too. I'm gonna definitely look into that one too. It's short stories, so it's really easy to get into. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Virginia, for sharing all these digital detox secrets with us. Do you have any last words of advice or wisdom for us? Um, this was really fun and keep them coming because I get a lot out of hearing how everybody's kind of maneuvering through what we're creating together. And um, thank you for inviting me and hearing a couple of my tips. Yay, thanks for being here with me. And this is actually three days in a row that we've been doing these video conferences. So this is awesome. It has been awesome to talk to you, Lisa. Okay, we'll stay for the after party. Um, everybody else, bye. Thank you for joining Virginia and I, and we will see you later. Okay, bye. Namaste.